0: Only promote the truth. All right, all right, all right, all right. Let's get ready to go. See if we got this thing live in right here. We're going to see if we're ready to rock and roll right here. I want to welcome y'all all all to this particular Facebook Live scriptural study on spiritual clarity. Let's take a look here. I'm using a new interface. I want to make sure everything is dialed in. And ready to go. If you're coming on, just please say hello. Give us a little chit chat here. See see who's who as you're coming on. All right, all right, all right. Here we go. I want to make sure you guys can hear me okay because I'm using a new platform to do this. Let's see here. All right. I am about to get started here. All right, all right. just want to make sure you guys are seeing me, hearing me okay. Let me just make sure before we get going here. All right, there we go. go. Now I'm starting to see some folks coming on. All right, just one more check. Can y'all hear me okay? Can you hear me okay? Can you see me okay? It's a new platform I'm using for my Facebook Live here. Let's see here. Make sure everybody can hear and see me okay. All right, good. Hear me good, see me good. Thank you so much. All right, guys. Well, let's have a scriptural study today. I just felt led to do one today. I haven't done one in a while, and I keep having a bunch of people inbox me, send me messages going, when are you going to do another one? So (laughs) I figured that today is good as any day to do another one uh, how do you feel okay i want to say hello to everyone around the world we got people coming in from all over the world you know i want to welcome you all again this is a scriptural spiritual study on on spiritual clarity you know a lot of folks when it comes to the spiritual aspect of their life they don't have great clarity there's so much confusion that goes on when it comes to getting spiritual clarity. Like, what is what? What should I believe? What should I not believe? How do I, how did I come to the point of believing what I believe spiritually? Think about that. How did you, that's a challenge from the beginning. As we kick off this particular study, this training, on spiritual clarity, how did you come to believe what you believe spiritually? You know, most of us is passed down. It's, it's tradition as if my mom and my dad or my grandparents, if they believe one thing, well then naturally I would believe one thing. You would believe one thing. So if you think about how you came to believe what you believe, is it your beliefs? Or is it something that somebody impressed on you and that you received, you accepted? And that's where I had to come to a conclusion. If I was going to have complete spiritual clarity, I had to have complete spiritual personal beliefs. I have to come to my own conclusions. Do I have the ability, being that I have a brain, do you have the ability, being that you have a brain, to come to your own conclusions? And once a person comes to their own conclusions and says, you know what? Maybe I got some guidance to go away. And if I studied that out, if I tried that out, if I tested that out, and that proved itself to be what I now can say, that's my thoughts. Okay, I accept that. That's my belief because I've proved that out. Then you know what? Applaud to you. But most people haven't done that. They haven't studied to show themselves approved. Most people have really do what I call ancestor worship, traditional worship. So the challenges that I have, if anybody ever asked me to do spiritual trainings or studies or give my advice, the first thing I want to ask them is, how did you come to believe what you believe? And once we do that, then we can have a real conversation now if your whole conversation is going to be based upon traditions it's going to be hard for us to really collaborate because i'm not dealing with someone who thinks for themselves i'm dealing with somebody who's thinking for somebody else and what they gave to them so when i go through these studies when it comes to spiritual things you know i have my own particular spiritual beliefs these are my beliefs and so I have respect for everybody in the world. I love, literally, I have love for everyone. Unless a person tries to cause me harm, you know what, I got love for you. And even the people that try to cause me harm, I do pray for them. I lift them up to the creator to give them direction or if need be for him to conduct vengeance on my behalf. But I have a ton of respect for what anybody believes as long as it's their own personal belief. Now, I don't use the terms God or Lord because those are just titles. So if I'm talking about the creator, I don't call him a title called God or Lord. I call him by his name, or if I'm going to give a, a title, I'll say the creator because I believe there's only one creator. If it comes to the savior, I don't use a Latinized, version of his name or Greek version of his name. I don't use the transliterated Yesus that got translated to Jesus, Jesus. I use his name when he walked on this earth. Yahusha, Yahusha. If I'm talking about the father, I use Yahuwah, Yahuwah, right? It's easy to understand what their names are. If anybody does any basic Hebrew study and you know anything about Hebrew letters, Yod, Hey, Ua, Hey equals Yahuah. Yahua, Yod, hey, Ua, shin, hey. That's the Saviors. Yahusha. Okay? And so I just keep it very, very, very specific so that when I'm praying or I'm speaking to the Creator, He knows who I'm speaking and praying to. I don't want to get it conflicted, even though I respect everybody's beliefs. I want to be specific when I'm praying to what I have studied, to be who he is, okay? Now today, as you can see, I got all these different versions of scriptures here. I got all these different versions of Bibles. I got even more than these. So I just put some of these beside me, and I said, you know, this depends, whatever I feel like going from now. I typically like to use predominantly like the scriptures. This comes out of South Africa. Why? They removed all of the uh transliterated names and they utilize the real names of the prophets of the patriarchs of the father of the savior they put the real names in here and so I like that I don't want to use the transliterated names I bet you don't want anybody calling you a transliterated name so I don't do that now what I'm gonna do is I'm just gonna go in my spirit today and I'm gonna work from my spirit see what I'm gonna do here I'm gonna work from my spirit and we're going on the fly, okay? So I'm gonna work from my spirit. I'm gonna grab a I'm gonna grab a computer here that I utilize scriptural studies on. And we'll work and we'll just see where the spirit takes us doing so. Okay. So we'll see where the the, the it, it takes us in doing so. I'm trying to make sure that this gets booted up. Uh, got my plug here. Maybe <laughs> I ran out of that. So I'm going to get, oh, I know what I can do. All right. I'll just use my phone. All right. Isn't that cool? Because our phones are now computers as well, right? So we'll use that. And I will, uh, go. And just as I feel led, I'll start rocking. All right. Now I'm telling you, I got a feeling because of what I feel, this is going to be rocking. So how many of y'all like some rocking stuff when it comes to scriptural or spiritual study? To get spiritual clarity is my goal today. Help you get spiritual clarity. Okay, so now I'm set up. I want you to go. Matter of fact, I can use all. This is cool because I can use my phone because I've got on my phone, I've got eSword and uh, eSword. I've got the scriptures downloaded from eSword so I can just quickly go. You can see here I can go. Um, Esau, I'm going to go to Ecclesiastes, okay? I'm going to go to the, the Tanakh, what people call the Old Testament. I'm going to go to Ecclesiastes. I'm going to go to chapter 12. And uh, where am I going to go to here? All right. So now this is shalomah Solomon, King Solomon, known as the wisest man of all time. Shalema real name, shalomah I'm going to go to Shalomah, he's talking here, talking to his son. And I'm going to start, uh, I'm going to start in verse 9, I'm going to read down through verse 14. And besides being wise, Koalith also taught the people knowledge, and he listened and sought out, set in order many Proverbs, Koalith sought out to find words of delight and words of truth. Rightly written. Don't you want things rightly written? The words of the wise are like golds and as nails driven by the masters of collections. They were given by one shepherd. Now listen carefully to what Shalema, Solomon's about to say next in 1212 and 1213. He says, and besides these, my son, be warned. So now the wisest man has ever been says, be warned. The making of many books has no end. And much study is wearying of the flesh. Isn't that amazing? Because most people think about study, 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 study. Because I heard the scripture says, study to show that not self approved, but not to the point where you weary your flesh, to where you drive yourself crazy. Have you ever felt like you're driving yourself crazy just trying to find out what the truth is, especially being that English is like the newest language in the world? So the world's been around at least 6,000-plus years, and English is the newest language? And we're trying to figure out from these original and early writings and all these translations and transliterations. And what Solomon says here, he says, and he says, "The make, be warned, the making of many books has no end and much study is wearying of the flesh. Therefore, my topic today, my topic is spiritual clarity. Then he says, what I base my whole life on. He said, let us hear the conclusion of the entire matter. He's talking about life. He's talking about, I'm going to give you clarity, my son. Let us hear the conclusion of the entire matter. Fear the creator, Eloah, the mighty one. Fear the creator, number one, and guard his commandments. Number two, for this applies to all humankind. For the creator shall bring every work into right ruling, including all that is hidden, whether good or whether evil. He says the bottom line, you're going to go through all kind of thought processes. You're going to have all kind of feelings. You're going to have all kind of people pitching you everything in this life about what to believe, what not to believe. He says, let me help you out because it's going to be all kind of books. It's going to be all kind of preachers. It's going to be all kind of pastors. It's going to be all kind of missionaries. It's going to be all kind of studies. But he said, here is the conclusion of the entire matter. Fear the creator, Yahuwah, and keep and guard his commandments. Boy, you wanna talk about making your path and your life straight? See, every time my life is not straight, it's because I get might get a little distracted from that clarity. How many of y'all can feel me, what I'm saying here? If, 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 is this awesome? If it came down to being able to conduct your life and know from a spiritual standpoint, all you had to do was just keep this here, right here, straight down the middle. Fear Yahuwah the Creator and guard His commandments. For this applies to everybody in the world, Solomon says. So I was like, wow, that's awesome. Now, let us go to, let's check this out. Why is this so important? Let's go to Revelation. Let's go to chapter 12. And let's go over to verse 9. Matter of fact, start started verse 7 through 9. Revelation 12, verse chapter 12, verse 7 through 9. And there came to be a fighting in the heaven. Michael. And his messengers, the great archangel, the great arch messenger, Michael, the messenger of war, the warrior, I should say. It says Michael and his messengers fought against the dragon and the dragon and his messengers fought, but they were not strong enough. Nor was a place found for them in the heaven any longer. Verse nine. And the great dragon was thrown out that serpent of old called the devil and Satan, who leads the entire world astray. He deceives the entire world is what it says. He was thrown where? He was thrown to the earth. That's what's a trip here in this clarity teaching today. He was thrown to the earth and his messengers, quote demons, were thrown out with him. Okay, so Solomon, Shalomah, he says, hey, let's get the whole conclusion of the matter. Fear Yahuwah, the creator, and keep his commandments. Then we have John, Khanan, who writes the book of Revelations, who's given all these revelations about the end times, about end time prophecy and about things that are going to happen leading up to it. And he says, this is what's going on. He says that the serpent of old, Satan, was thrown to where? The earth. And he goes about and deceives the entire world. Is it possible that you've been deceived? Is it possible that I was deceived? You see, that's the first part that leads you to being able to learn and be able to get clarity, clarity, is humility. We have to go, man. The scripture's saying that this serpent has been thrown to this earth and he deceives every single person. No one is absolved from this. Everyone at some time or another in their life is getting deceived. And once the deception comes, you got to be willing to hold back. Now, how do you hold back? Let's go over 2 Thessalonians. I'm just having stuff coming to my spirit. Let's go to 2 Thessalonians. All right. We're going over to 2 Thessalonians. Chapter 2, verse 9. We're going to go 9 through 12. 2 Thessalonians 2, 9 through 12. The coming of the lawless one is, is according to the working of Satan. Who was thrown to the earth? Satan. With all power says he's given all power on this earth and signs and wonders of falsehood lies and with all deceit of unrighteousness to those who are perishing who are dying why because they did not receive the love of the truth in order for them to be saved and for this reason the creator yahuwah sends them a working of a delusion for them to believe a lie in order that they should be judged who did not believe the truth, but have delighted in unrighteousness. Isn't that amazing? When you put this whole thing together, it says, okay, let's keep it, keep it together. Solomon says, just fear, Yahuwah, keep his commandments, right? Then we learn that the deceivers thrown on this earth and he goes about and deceives everybody. And who gets deceived? Those that don't love the truth. In order to not get deceived, or if you are deceived to come out of it, you have to love the truth. Y'all should type that in. I have to love the truth. I have to love the truth in order to not be deceived. This is my teaching you today. You can accept it or reject it. I've just seen too much, and he's 52 years. You got to love the truth with all you got. You gotta be humble. And as new things are revealed, you gotta say, okay, I'm I'm willing to accept that. I'm not gonna hold on to a tradition if the truth is staring at the tradition and it's different than my tradition. I gotta let that tradition go. So now I'm getting it. Now I'm going, okay, now I got it. So now when I hear the commandments, some people say, well, the commandments done away with. When Yahushua." The Savior come, came, didn't he do away with the commandments? <laughs> no, he didn't do away with the commandments. He fulfilled them and said, I do walk as I walked. He came to do away with the ceremonial laws. Because there's no way to define sin. You must be forgiven of your sins in order to have eternal life if you're going to believe what the scripture says, right? So in order to know what sin is, to not get deceived, you have to define sin. So here we go. Did y'all know that in these scriptures, there's a definition of sin? Because if I ask people, what's the definition of sin? You're going to get all kinds of answers. They're going to say doing wrong or doing this or doing nothing you ain't supposed to be doing. No, here's the definition. Go to First John. First Yahuchanan, that's his real name. Yahuwah is grace. First in First John, chapter three, verse four. Verse four, it says, "A lawless person cannot inherit eternal life." Isn't that amazing? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I gave my quotes on that. 1st John 3, 4, it says sin is lawlessness. So the definition of sin is given to us in 1st John 3, 4. Sin is lawlessness. So that means a lawless person cannot inherit eternal life. Go read Matip, Yahoo, Matthew 7, 23. So if this is the case, have the 10 commandments been done away with? If they're what defines, if they're what defines what sin is, how could they be done away with if they're the definition of what sin is? If you break that, that means you sinned. So how in the world could they be gone? You want me to clear it up for you? How many of you like for me to clear this whole thing up for you? i am make this, you're going to get spiritual clarity today. That way you can live a straight life. Why is this so important? I'm so glad I'm being faithful today. I want to stand in front of the of the creator and have him say, well done, my good and faithful servant. That's what I want him to say. I'm giving a message today for everybody that sees this. It's going to be hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people see this. And when they see it, they're going to now have the information to make a logical decision. Matthew Yahoo 517, Matthew 517, the Savior said, do not think that I came to destroy the law or the prophets. I did not come to destroy, but to complete. For truly I say to you, till the heaven and the earth pass away, not one jot or one tittle shall by no means pass from the law till all be done. Here, now, based on the words of the Savior, Yahushua HaMashiach, if you are hearing this now Ask yourself a question. Has heaven and earth passed away? Heaven and earth has not passed away. So if heaven and earth hasn't passed away, that means not one jot or one tittle, that means not one word will move from the commandments. Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Matthew 7, 21 through 23. Quote, the savior, not everyone who says to me, master, master, shall shall enter into the reigns of the heavens, but only he who was doing the desire of my Father in the heavens. Many shall say to me in that day, that means when you meet him, master, master of what you've heard before, Lord, Lord, have we not prophesied in your name? Have we not cast out demons in your name and done mighty works in your name? And then the Savior says, I shall say to them, I shall declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you who work lawlessness. I got chills I'm down my arm right there. Can y'all hear what the Savior said? He said many are going to come to him on the day they meet him and say, haven't we done all these great things? Ain't we praised? and we shouted in church and we said hallelujah. And we done all these great things. And he says, I'm gonna to say to you, I never knew you if you break the commandments. Wow. Wow. I didn't say this. If you're gonna follow the scriptures, then you gotta follow the scriptures. That's all I'm saying. That's clarity. Matthew Yahoo 13, 41 through 42. Matthew 13, 41, 42. The son of Adam shall send out his messengers, and they shall gather out of his reign all the stumbling blocks and those doing lawlessness, and shall throw them into the furnace of fire. There shall be wailing and gnashing of teeth. This is the Savior talking. And this is great when I listen to this. And I just go on and on. These are a lot of my notes I've taken over the years, right? I just take all these notes, but I want to help you here because I know why most people get tripped up. Here comes clarity. Here we go. You ready? Let's go to, let's go to Yahoo 1510. Quote from the Savior. If you guard my commandments, you shall stay in me. Even if I, even as I have guarded my father's commandments and I stay in his love. Man. Woo. Keep going. All right. Romans 2.13, for not the hearers of the law are righteous in the sight of the creator, Yahuwah, but the doers of the law shall be declared right. Take note that this is brother Shaul, Paul, who is saying this. Some say that Shaul, these are my personal notes, by the way. Some say that Shaul, Paul wrote that the law was done away with. The only part of the law that was done away with was the ceremonial law, did you know that? The sacrificial laws, the, the sacrificing of lambs and bulls, right, that was placed, this is what I'm gonna tell you, I'm gonna give you clarity now. That ceremonial law that was placed outside of the ark, a very small portion of Paul writings, Paul's writings have been twisted by the unlearned and unstable to their own destruction as Kepha, Peter, sign Peter, wrote in 2 Peter 3, 15 and 16. So Peter saw that Paul was so learned. Paul was a Pharisee. Paul was so highly educated on all the Torah, all the ways of the Yahudim, who people call Jews. He was so learned. And, and what Peter said, he said, hey, you know what? If you ain't careful, when Brother Paul, Shaul, writes, you're gonna twist this and you're gonna end up doing it to your own destruction. So, and he gave that warning in 2 Peter, Kepha, 3, 15 and 16. So, before I move on, I wrote these notes. Let's settle the matter that has caused many professed believers to fall. A lot of people fall, man, and they, and they, they are workers of lawlessness and they don't have clarity. And they go through this life confused. So I'm gonna remove the confusion. Many have believed that the law was done away with because of what Shaul, Brother Paul, said in Colossians 2.14. If one is unstable or unlearned, they will twist this verse to their own destruction, as, as Peter Kepha said. If one studies the scriptures as we are told to do, one would find the answer in Colossians 2.14 in Debarim, sign named Deuteronomy, 31.26. So let's look at the two verses side by side, okay? So we're going to look at Colossians 2.14, and we're going to look at barum, Deuteronomy 31.26. We're going to look at them side by side so we don't have to get confused anymore. Clarity's coming. Here's what Paul wrote, <clears throat> Brother Show in 2.14. Quote, having blotted out the certificate of debt against us, the handwriting of requirements by the dogmas which stood against us. He has taken it away, having nailed it to the stake. Some people say the cross, but it was a stake. Having nailed it to the stake. So some people go, ah, there you go. He took the law, everything in the law, and put it on the stake is gone. Now we got to go to Debarum, sign named Deuteronomy 3126. Quote, Moshe, Moses, take this book of the Torah, the law, and you shall place it beside the Ark of the Covenant of Yahuwah, your Eloah, and it shall be there as a witness against you. See, now he's quoting exactly what Shaul's saying, against you. What was against you? What he took and put outside now, this is so wonderful. The book that was placed beside or outside the ark was the ceremonial laws, the sacrificial laws, which was what? Against us. Y'all know that the Jewish or the Yahudi priests had to kill two lambs a day, every day? Talk about some work and it was always slaughterings and offerings and burnt offerings all the time. That's against us. Do this this way. Wash this this way, Do That's against us. That's almost impossible for a person to keep, right? You got to keep going. up throughout. So that was against us. Now watch this. The reason it was against us was because the people, for the most part, were rebelling against being obedient to Yahuwah. Because if you continue reading Debarim 31, 26 through 29, you can see that Moshe is going, you guys, Y'all are not going to stay faithful to this. This is going to be against you. Now, here's the, here's, the, here's the key point. What was placed inside the ark and will not be done away with is the two tablets. The Ten Commandments were placed inside the ark. Isn't that beautiful? See, once you understand, you get a little clarity, you go, oh, now I get it. Because what in the world would be wrong with Keeping the commandments—that's what I always ask people. They go, "All oh, the commandments." Like, why? You want somebody to kill you? You think that's okay? People just think it's fine to murder and to commit adultery and to steal, and to be dishonorable to their parents. You think that's okay? People go, oh, "No, no, no, no." I said, "So what's what, what's so wrong with keeping that?" And they go, "Oh, you got a point. That's not against us. That's for us. That's for our own good. Go out here and just murder somebody. Now they put you behind bars. See <laughs> that?" is for you to keep you out of trouble. The commandments are to keep you out of trouble. The ceremonial laws was gonna be against you because it was so difficult. I'ma keep going, y'all like my notes? Okay, will we obey Yahuwah's commandments or will we disobey and rebel? I chose to obey and walk in his love. There is freedom from sin when obeying Yahuwah. The law cannot save you. It can only lead you to the necessity of a savior. That's why Yahusha sacrifice is so off the charts, because when you sit there and hold that law before you, the 10 commandments, and you go, have I lied before? Have you ever lied? I should say, have you ever done things as far as burn false witness against your neighbor? Yes. Have you ever stolen something before? Yes right? If you come down and look at those commandments, have you ever put anything in front of the creator before? Yes. Have you ever looked at idols before? You don't even realize it. We do it all the time. Yes. Have you kept his name and not made it nothing, not brought it to naught? Have you taken his name and put it in vain? Almost every single person is guilty of that one. Think about that. Every single person is guilty of that one. So what happens is once we see the law as a mirror in front of our face, it makes us go, man, I am dead in the water when it comes to Yahuwah's standards. Therefore, I need a savior, right? Only his blood, Yahuwah HaMashiach, can save you. Once you repent from breaking Yahuwah's law and then call on his name, he gives you what? The Ruach, the spirit of Yahuwah, then comes in you, which then gives you the power. Everybody say power. He gives you the power to obey him. Well, I was taking some good notes here when I was reading, writing this. The Ten Commandments are a good thing. If everyone lived by the commandments, we'd have peace on top of peace, true or false? Think of the whole world just lived by the commandments. We wouldn't have wars. We wouldn't have anybody stealing people's stuff. We wouldn't have jealousy if everybody just kept the commandments. Clarity, right? But as it stands now, we have overwhelming rebellion in this world. So what's he doing? He's calling out those who choose to be his. Will you choose to obey? One day, all are going. All that are his will have eternal peace. This is this is beautiful. How many of y'all think this is beautiful? This is beautiful. Hey, y'all gonna make me go over to First John, First Yahoo Connie? That's where that's leading me to. My goodness, I'm all y'all got me fired up, man. I'm fired up. Woo, man let's read what he said here we go first Yahu kanan chapter 2 verse 4 I know verse 3 and 4 and by this we know that we know him how many of you are in a relationship with the Creator Well, he says "By this we know that we know him the Savior and the Creator if we guard his commandments the one who says I know him and does not guard his commandments is a liar, and the truth is not in him. That is so clear. But whoever guards his commandments, truly the love of the creator has been perfected in him. By this, we know that we are in him. The one who says he he stays in him ought to also walk even as he walked. And what the Savior just said, I guarded my father's commandments. He says, walk as I walk. He said, I guarded my father's commandments. Going over to uh, chapter 5. Watch this. 1st Yahu Kani. Man, oh man. 5. By this. 5, verse 2. 1st Yahu 1st John 5, verse 2. By this, we know that we love the children of the Lord, the mighty one, the creator we when we love the creator yahuwah and guard his commandments for this is the love of yahuwah that we guard his commandments and his commandments are not heavy it's not heavy not to steal it's not heavy not to murder that's not heavy it's not heavy how would that be heavy so all you got to do is you got to keep it simple so you got to you got to get clarity you see see when i keep it simple I just sit there and I go, okay, can I do it? All I need to know is, can I do it? If you can do it, you got it. And you just go over to Shema, sign name Exodus. I love Shema. It says listen, it means listen to Yahoo. And then we go over here to Shema Exodus 20. And let's just see if we can do it. Eloah spoke all these words. So Yahuwah is Eloah. Eloah means mighty one. He says, this is the first commandment. Just ask yourself, can you do it? And you can get clarity. I am Yahuwah, your Eloah, who brought you out of the land of Mitzrium. We can all relate to that. Mitzrim is the word the word Egypt, but that's where we get the word misery from. How many of you have had some misery in your life? He says, I am Yahuwah, who brought you out of misery, out of the house of bondage. You are to have no other mighty ones before my face. He says, You're not to go serve 45, 3, 4, 5, 6, 45 different mighty ones, different gods. He says, He's got to be the only one. Is that too hard for you to do? I don't think it's too hard. It's not burdensome. I mean, you can say, I can do that. I can do that. But see, you got to know His name. You notice that? Number two, you do not make for yourself a carved image or any likeness of a carved image that which is in the heavens above, which is on the earth beneath which is in the waters under the earth. You do not bow down to these images nor serve them. For I, Yahuwah, your Lord, am a jealous El, visiting the crookedness of the fathers on the children to the third and fourth generations of those who hate me, but showing loving kindness to thousands, to those who love me and guard my commandments. He says, don't carve out anything. People always want something physical to see. He said, I'm the creator. He told Moshe on the mountain. When you were with me on the mountain, you saw no form. Therefore, don't make a form of nothing. A fish, a sticks, nothing. Don't make anything. And because you're gonna think that thing has power. What happened when he came down off the mountain? They were down there making a golden calf. Saying, oh, we need something to see. He said, I don't want you to make nothing. You don't know what I look like. What I look like to you for now is my creation. My creation is a witness that I exist. That's faith between me and you. You can choose or not choose. I can choose or not choose. That's what I love about Yahuwah. He gives perfect love through choice. love it. So can you do that? Do you gotta have a bunch of stuff, a bunch of stuff carved up that you gotta bow down to and worship? Is that so hard for you? No, that's not hard. What are you fighting about that for? Why would somebody fight about that? That's not difficult. So check one, check two. Let's go check three. Third commandment. You do not bring the name of Yahuwah, your Lord, to not, to nothing. For Yahuwah does not leave the one unpunished who brings his name to nothing. Remember, Satan was cast to where? The earth goes about and deceives what? The entire world. Has he pulled it off? You better believe it. I can go right here through the New King James. I can go through the New American Standard. I can go through the NIV, right? I can go through all these different versions, and you can see where his name's been blotted out and replaced with God or Lord. So he pulled it off, Satan did. So what happens is that's a violation of the third commandment. Is that so hard to understand? That's not difficult to understand. I believe in your common sense. We got to, that's why the scripture says, come together, let us reason. That's it. That's not difficult. He said, he said, it. he said, this is my name, this is And you don't bring it to nothing. You don't replace it. You don't change it. You don't do any of that. He says, because I'm not going to leave a person unpunished who brings my name to nothing. Can you deal with that or not? Is that too difficult? That's not difficult. Everybody say, that's not difficult. We can uphold his name. Okay, that's simple. I'm going to tell you why these commandments, why people say they're nailed to the stake. The fourth one is the reason why. The third and the fourth one. The third one's big because people don't know his name and they want to cover it up. That's a big one. And the fourth one, because it requires a sign. The fourth one, check this one out. Remember the Sabbath day to set it apart. Six days you shall work. You shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of Yahuwah, your Lord. You do not do any work. You nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, not a male worker, nor your female servant, not a female worker that works for you, nor your cattle, nor a stranger, visitors at your house who is within your gates. For in six days, Yahuwah made the heavens and the earth and the sea and all that is in them. And he rested on the seventh day. Therefore, Yahuwah blessed the Sabbath day and set it apart. Is that too hard to understand? That's not difficult to understand unless you've been tricked and fooled. Now I'm gonna tell you, the dragon in Revelation 12, 9, he's pulled off a big one. I'm telling you he's pulled off a massive one and deceived the entire world. He's pulled off in all these scriptural translations to cover the creator's name And he's hijacked, y'all ready for this? The calendar. The calendar has been hijacked. Did y'all know that? Did everybody here know that the calendar, the Gregorian calendar, the Roman papal calendar that we have now, that is a Gregorian Roman calendar. It is not a scriptural calendar. That calendar has went through so many changes over the years, and I understand why. If you go to Daniel, all you got to do is go to Daniel. Take, take your Bibles. If you got your scriptures, you can read alone. Go to Daniel chapter 7. Go down to 25. All this stuff's coming to me as I'm just talking to you, right? And it speaks words against the Most High, and it wears out the set-apart ones of the Most High, and it intends... To change appointed times and law. Appointed times and laws. Remember the Sabbath. Well, if you check up the calendar, how's anybody going to know what day is what? Change the law. Well, let's go ahead and say that the law was nailed to a stake, to a cross. Let's change it. This is Daniel talking about the end times. Talking about the beast power is going to do these things. Is this helping y'all with clarity? Y'all getting some clarity out of this? Can I get a drink? I'm almost done. Hey, I'm just keeping it real. I'm back to I'm back to Solomon, Shalomah. He said, Fear Yahoo, keep his commandments. Otherwise, you're gonna get all twisted up in the brain. So, can you do that? Well, in order to do that. You're gonna to have to do some things, and I'm gonna help y'all with this. Would y'all like me to help y'all with this? Because I found out how to unjack the jacked up, the hijacked calendar. Because back in Genesis, Yahuwah told us what to do. Man, this is all coming to me. Let's go down to Genesis 14, 1-14. Okay, if you go to Genesis, Bereshah is the real name, Bereshah. Genesis one, to verse fourteen, and the Creator Eloah said, "Let lights come to be in the expanse of the heavens, to separate the day from the night." Now, what's the lights he's talking about? Use your common sense. Let the lights come to be in the expanse of the heavens to separate the day and the night. And let these lights be for signs, for appointed times, for days, and for years. And let them be for lights in the expanse of the heaven to give light on the earth, and it came to be so. Verse 16, and Yahuwah Eloah made two great lights, the greater light, sun, to rule the day, and the lesser light, moon, to rule the night. And the stars. And Eloah, Yahuwah, set them in the expanse of the heaven to give light on the earth and to rule over the day and over the night and to separate the light from the darkness. And Yahuwah, Eloah, saw that it was good. And there came to be evening and there came to be morning, the fourth day. So on the fourth day, he put the great lights, and says, here's how you calculate time. So nobody can trick you if you know what I just said to you. You're done being fooled. You're done being tricked. All you got to do is look up and learn. Just do a little scriptural study. Just look up and watch the moon, watch the sun. It's going to tell you what time it is. That's how They didn't have calendars. They didn't have no smartphones back in the day. No, what they have, what the shepherds, how do they know when the new month was? Did you know the word month comes from the word moons? M O O N T H S. That's where we get the word month from, from moons. M O O N T H S. Moons. So the, the month is based on the moon season's days based on the sun so what I've done is I've found technology that can watch that moon so it looks at that moon and it tells me when there's a new month and once I see there's a new moon you ever read in the scriptures it's from one new moon to the next new moon from one sabbath to the next sabbath all creation for all time we're going to do this forever this ain't just for now this will be for eternity. Yahuwah said this is gonna be from one new moon to the next new moon. From one Sabbath to the next Sabbath. So the moon, new moons, and Sabbaths are gonna be here. Why would we argue with this? There's no sense. Is this helping anybody? Is this helping y'all? So today, actually, believe it or not, what today is, y'all ain't gonna y'all will trip out. Today on the Gregorian calendar is Wednesday. But on the scriptural creator calendar today is the seventh day it's the sabbath today did y'all know that how would you know it if you don't know how to watch that moon see the other ways you're going to hijack and see satan's going to win if he can get you off of the appointed times and get you serving that's the battle he wants to get you not to be obedient not to serve the creator because he did that's why i said he went to war Remember back in, Revelation, back in Revelation 12 where I was reading that? Is this helping anybody? All right, so once you know that, is that difficult? Can you go, all right, all right. seventh day, man, I'm just going to kick it today. Is that good for me or is that bad for me to take a break? Is that good or is that bad? Oh, that's good because how many people are stressed out and dying too early? Well, why are they dying early? They don't take a break. They don't rest. We're not being obedient. Therefore, we run our bodies into the ground. Okay, we can choose to do it or not. So that's the fourth commandment. That ain't too burdensome. You either do it or you don't. Fifth commandment. You ready? Honor your father and mother so that your days are prolonged upon the soil which Yahuwah your Lord has given you. Is that too tough to just be honorable to your parents? It ain't hard. Simple. Sixth commandment. You do not murder. Is that difficult? Are you sitting there itching going, I got to murder somebody? No, you're going, I can I ain't got to murder anybody. Seven, you do not commit adultery. Do you just have to be buck wild? And by the way, that's adultery outside of somebody that's following Yahuwah. See, once you learn this, you go, okay, I got to get somebody that I know that understands and follows Yahuwah, and then I stay in that covenant with that person. Don't go outside that covenant. But it's simple once you understand it. Eighth one. You do not steal. Are you just sitting there itching, going, man, I got to go steal. I got to go hijack this car. I got to leave my neighbor's bike. My kid needs a new bike. I'm going to go steal that kid's bike, give it to my son. No, that ain't difficult. You do not bear bear false witness against your neighbor. Is that difficult? Right? You don't say, hey, man, my neighbor, man, hey, you know what? They're doing some foul stuff over there. I'm going to call the police on them. Let me get them in trouble. No. Here's the big one. You do not covet your neighbor's house. You do not covet your neighbor's wife. You do not cover his male servant, his female servant, nor his ox, nor his donkey, or whatever belongs to your neighbor. That's where most of the whole thing starts with people. They get jealous of each other instead of working for it. They get jealous that I want that and try to take it. Oh, that person's wife looks good. I wish that was my wife. How many best friends have slept with the best friend's wife or the wife slept with the best friend's husband? That happens all the time. You know why? Coveting. Alright, so that's the Ten Commandments. Now, somebody's gonna say, Now, listen, the Savior said when they went and asked him, He said, when they asked him about the commandments, what did the Savior say? He said, Love the Father Yahoo with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And the second is to love your neighbors, love your neighbor as yourself. For on these two great commandments. Hang all the commandments. And some people go, I see. And they're done away with because he said, all all I got to do is love Yahuwah with all my heart, soul, mind, and strength and just love my neighbor as myself. And I ain't got to worry about those 10 commandments. Ding, dong, wrong. Now let's go ahead and bring clarity. Love Yahuwah with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. If you keep the first four commandments, you will have proven to him that you love him with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And you will love your neighbor as yourself. And by doing so, you keep the sec- the second six commandments. Five through ten. If you do that, you will prove that you love your neighbor as yourself. And so on those two, hang all the commandments so they're still here. They're not going nowhere. And they're a great thing for us. And you should have complete clarity now. So I, I love you. I hope this helped you. If this helped you. Give me some feedback. If you'd like me to do some more of this stuff, You know, let me know because I told y'all I was like, I'm just gonna kind of go at, with the flow. And I'm thinking about doing some other things. I'm, I'm thinking about creating a site and, 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 and putting these teachings of all my years of learning. Would y'all like for me to create a site and just put all my teachings I've learned all these years and create some videos and podcasts with this information. How many of y'all would like for me to do that? If you would, just drop me some comments, You know, send me some messages, instant message, whatever. And if you want to encourage me to do that, I think, you know what, that might be something I tackle and and help out. I've been given a gift, I believe, to be able to describe and help people understand things in a more simple manner. That's why I believe one of my big gifts is that Yahuwah gave me. So if it has helped you, thank you uh, for receiving it. Thank you for sharing this time. I honor you. I don't want to disrespect anybody. Whatever you choose to believe, hey, more power to you. I believe if you choose to believe this great information, it will bring a lot of spiritual clarity and resolution to your life and will give you a happier heart and the peace that surpasses all understanding. Fear Yahuwah, keep his commandments. And I'll end with this. Revelation 14, 12. We'll end with Revelation 14, 12. That came with to me as the, as the Spirit spoke to me. And it says, let's just finish off with Re- Re- Revelation 14, 12. It says, here is the patience of the saints, of the set-apart ones. Here are those guarding the commandments of Yahuwah and keeping the testimony of Yahusha HaMashiach. Those things. Man, all we got to do is know we got a Savior that it gives us the power to obey the Father, and we got to guard his commandments through that power and thank our Savior for sacrificing Yahuwah Mashiach for giving us the ability to even have these conversations. We are dead in the water if we don't have the Savior. Can't even approach Yahweh without Him. Y'all have a great one. I love y'all. Hope this has blessed you. Bye-bye. Only promote the truth.